Every good adventure story needs a ragtag group of heroes. Where would the excitement have been if Glorfindel, Elrond, and Galadriel took the ring to Mordor? No, we want to see the elf and the dwarf work together, the humans of opposing ideals and values, and the plain, ordinary hobbits with really nothing remarkable about them. Because that's exactly who we are. Eclectic. Works in progress. Not the best of the best, but the run-of-the-mill average Joe. And if the church consists of a whole bunch of these kind of people, it seems like a disaster waiting to happen. Unless, that is, Jesus actually intended this to be what his church looked like in the first place. So let's prepare our hearts as we enter into today's story from the Gospel of Mark. Father, we praise you as we come before you right now. May you make Jesus known to us. Teach us how to follow him. Spirit, Give us eyes to see and ears to hear the words and way of King Jesus and the grace to follow in his path. Prepare our hearts to meet with you in scripture as we pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 19. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a large crowd followed from Galilee, and a large crowd followed from Judea, Jerusalem, Edumia, beyond the Jordan, and around Tyre and Sidon. The large crowd came to him because they heard about everything he was doing. Then he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him, so that the crowd wouldn't crush him. Since he had healed many, all who had diseases were pressing toward him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! And he would strongly warn them not to make him known. Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, to be with him, to send them out to preach, and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the twelve. To Simon he gave the name Peter. 
And to James, the son of Zebedee, and to his brother John, he gave the name Bonerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew, and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Jesus was teaching, and crowds were being drawn. People were drawn to Jesus. We know that. Now, of course, we also know that Jesus' enemies were plotting to have him killed. So it made sense that Jesus would need to tighten up his operation. He was a rabbi with massive crowds gathering and several disciples following. And now, rivals who wanted to take him out. So he appoints his apostles. He empowers them with authority to cast out demons, to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. He basically gives them the authority to go as his representatives. This is a serious deal. This is why the church firmly believes that all of us who belong to Jesus have this authority but also that God calls leaders and places them in authority over us for a reason. Godly authority is a good and godly thing. It's why this weird cultural moment of trying to dispose of all authority in the church is not healthy or helpful. It's better for us to hold our leaders to the standard passed down by the apostles through the inspired scriptures. But that's a side point. Uh, today, the thing that the Spirit highlighted so clearly while preparing this was who Jesus appointed. See, Jesus appointed as his 12 fishermen, <laughs> quite a few of them, a tax collector some other guys, and, and a zealot. Now, what's the big deal, you may be thinking? Well, see, zealot is a term for those freedom fighter cells who looked to use force to overthrow Rome. We don't know if Simon was an active participant in these violent groups, or just a supporter. But what we do know is he comes from a side of thinking that is completely counter to Jesus' teachings on the kingdom of God. He comes from a place of either being or supporting violent criminals involved in political revolution. And he was one of the guys that Jesus chose? But even more than that, look at who else is in Jesus' appointed twelve. The tax collector, Matthew. These two could not be more different, more opposed. And yet here, Jesus brings them together and calls them to be a team. Is the church messy? Full of messy people. Yes, and that is exactly the way Jesus wants it. Now, as we meditate in this passage again, 
Listen for what the Spirit is saying to you. Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 19. Jesus went out to the lake with his disciples, and a large crowd followed him. They came from all over Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Edomia, from the east of the Jordan River, and even from as far north as Tyre and Sidon. The news about his miracles had spread far and wide, and vast numbers of people came to see him. Jesus instructed his disciples to have a boat ready so the crowd would not crush him. He had healed many people that day, so all the sick people eagerly pushed forward to touch him. And whenever those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, the spirits would throw them to the ground in front of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God! But Jesus sternly commanded the spirits not to reveal who he was. Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him, and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the twelve he chose, Simon, whom he named Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, but Jesus nicknamed Sons of Thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. Most of us are not extraordinary people. Most of us are just everyday, ordinary people. You know what? That isn't a bad thing. The world is full of ordinary people. A little bit messy, a little bit rough, sure. But full of potential, purpose, and calling. Jesus called a bunch of ordinary, average people together, and he called them the church. This group of ordinary people, by working together and allowing Jesus to work through them, changed the world and continue to do so. You and I are each invited to be a part of this ragtag group of people that is Jesus's church, in service of him as he builds his kingdom. Where are you feeling insecure?
struggling, trapped in comparison? Or who in your life are you judging, casting out, because somehow they don't seem to be the kind of people Jesus would pick? Let's invite the Spirit to speak to us as we meditate on this passage one last time. Jesus, thank you for picking us, ordinary as we are. Spirit, help us to see ourselves as you do, to be open to be used by you. Help us to see our brothers and sisters the same way. Remembering that you have called each of us together for the good of this world you love. Father, may you be glorified in our lives. Amen. Mark chapter 3, verses 7 to 19. Jesus and his disciples set out for the sea, and a large crowd followed him after hearing about everything Jesus had been doing. People came from Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Eduma, past the Jordan, Tyre, Sidon, and all over, a very large crowd. So Jesus had his disciples prepare a small boat for him so he wouldn't be crushed in the crowd, as people with all sorts of diseases were pressing in to touch him. After all, Jesus had healed so many who were sick. When evil spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and cry out, You are the Son of God! To which Jesus would command them not to announce him publicly. Jesus withdrew up into the mountains and called twelve people from among his disciples to come with him. He declared them his apostles and invited them to be with him everywhere then to be sent out to preach the good news of God's kingdom and to use the authority he gave them to drive out evil spirits. These were the twelve apostles he called, Simon, who he called Peter, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, though Jesus called them the sons of thunder, and Andrew, Peter's brother, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, or Levi, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, who was a zealot, and lastly, Judas Iscariot, the one who would betray him. 